Hello, besties. Welcome to Martinis with Eddie, your ultimate destination for everything Bravo. Join me as we dissect the drama, spill the tea, and uncork the juiciest gossip from your favorite reality TV shows. Before we start the episode today, I just want to say, um, I want to send um, my friend Erin. She's always here. You guys probably know because she's always asking the questions. She's always, um, you know, participating in the conversation and keeping the conversation moving. Uh, she's not here today because she's not feeling so great. She messaged me saying, hey, Eddie, you know, I'm going to listen to the podcast. I'm not feeling great. Uh, but good luck and uh, see you next week. Uh, so all I want to say is, Aaron, I hope you feel better. Just know that I'm going to miss you and your questions and your participation in the podcast. And I'm sending you all all good energy and good vibes. And I hope to see you next week here on Martinez with Eddie. Let's start by saying that this week we had so many great, great announcements. We have Orange County, which we'll be talking about tomorrow. We'll be talking about the trailer, the photos, uh, all the details that we got from the Orange County ladies. I will talk about that tomorrow with my Vanderpump Rules recap. So if you're interested, just make sure to you know mark your calendars. I'll be right there talking to you about all things Orange County. Uh, we also got... You know, the reunion from Jersey that happened over the weekend. I mean, happened last week. We spoke about it a little bit, but now we have extra, extra tea. That I, I got some tea too, but I decided to keep that to myself. And by the time that I, I realized that it was going to be public, I'm happy that I didn't say anything, but just know that the tea, the All About the Truth podcast said, it is quite true. If you listen to their podcast, you know what I'm talking about. I'm going to share with you some of the tea that I have too. It's pretty much the same, but I shared that with you when I'm talking about Real Housewives of New Jersey at the end of the episode. I want to start with uh, Summer House, you guys. Summer House is having one of those uh, years where... Most people are wondering where the fun, where the parties are, what happened to all the fun in the Hamptons in summer must it's supposed to be fun. Well, it's happening. This last two episodes have been really, really amazing. And I'm going to say one thing. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that Corey is in the house. And I was not... a big Corey fan in Winter House. I was not. I gotta be honest. I actually thought that he was one of those one and done type of characters, you know? But he is so good in Summer House. Like, he's bringing the party to the house. He is shaking the cast. Uh, you know, he's getting in with Sam, which, by the way, I honestly believe they're currently talking. I'm talking about this season. I believe that Sam and Corey are the hottest couple in, in that group right now. Maybe because they're just fresh, brand new, and their you know, sex life is exciting, and their dating is exciting, 
and they seem to be really into each other. The honestly, you guys, I I I think that they make a great great couple. A lot of people are saying online that um that they're not gonna last. I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing about Sam and Corey, and I want you guys to listen. Do I care if they last? That's none of my business. It's none of our business. But watching them developing their relationship, how crazy they are for each other, how fun they are, how they complement each other, that is what I care about. And they seem to be a great match. I mean, Sam was looking for somebody who danced on the table with her. Well, she not only found that, she found the guy who literally will start the party and bring the summer back to the summer house. I mean, since Corey joined the cast, things got spicy and fun. I mean, I'm not saying that it's only because he's on the show, but, I mean, there is not coincidence there. There has to be something about his personality that it just feels so awesome to have around, and that is showing. You know, that is uh, definitely... Uh, showing in the way the cast is also uh, interacting on the show as he is part of, the, of the, the dynamic. Because before Corey got on the house, everybody was fighting and arguing and nobody wanted to party, nobody wanted to go out, nobody wanted to drink. It was like only shots of them sleeping or just getting home from the restaurant or getting home from the party in Montauk, which, by the way, that's great and all, but we didn't get to see that. None of that we got to see it, you know? Talking about fighting and the way that the house is definitely changing, we had the conversation between Carl and Danielle. It seems like things are getting better between Carl and Danielle. We saw progress. We saw understanding. It seemed like they both were in a good place. And honestly, that that is what a conversation is all about. A conversation should be about moving forward. But it seems like the only person in this group that doesn't want to move forward is Lindsay. And I said in previous episodes, I understand both sides. But in this particular, you know, part of the, the, the episode from the last episode, I honestly believe that Lindsay is on the wrong on this one because it made me feel like Lindsay is playing like a victim card. You know? Oh my gosh, it's my fault. They're blaming me. And, and me, me, me. When Carl is saying like, hey, I spoke to her and she wants to talk to you. And it doesn't matter how many conversations you have. You guys are friends. You know? And before... You probably had three conversations with her, but now she spoke to Carl. They are in a different field. They are in a in a place where now she knows, Danielle knows that Carl is not trying to, you know, remove her from the friendship between her and Lindsay, you know? And I think that was part of the, the misunderstanding. I feel like Danielle felt like Carl came into this, uh, you know, came in between that relation between her and Lindsay. And that's fair to have that feeling. You have a friend who you have been partying every summer, who you're hanging out a lot, and suddenly that dynamic is gone. So for um, for Lindsay to act like a victim, it, it, it was quite annoying to watch. 
I know, I know, I'm probably sounding like I hate Lindsay, but I do not. I actually like every single people in the house. People dislike Paige, people dislike Sierra, people dislike Amanda. And honestly, you guys, I like all of them because they make a good dynamic. I do believe that the show needs to evolve somehow, maybe give the OGs a show on their own and bring new fresh blood into the summer house. Yes, I do agree with that part. But as a whole, as a group, they do make sense. They know each other for a long time. They bring friends in. They immediately blend into the dynamic that they already have. So it doesn't feel forced. You know, a lot of the people who are kind of like making cameos from like Winter House and like Southern Charm are people who know all of them, for a very long time. They've been on shows together. They have made cameos on their own particular shows. You know, Paige has been on Southern Charm many times because she's dating uh, Craig. And because of that reason, she knows everybody else. Uh, you know, Austin was in Winter House dating Sierra. And then, you know, she's mentioned in Southern Charm too when she when she went down to, to Charleston. Um so yeah, so there there are connections. It does feel organic. But the problem is the fact that most of these people are outgrowing the show. You know, they still having fun. They still go to the hand and have a good time. But it feels like they are, are outgrowing the show. So at that point, something needs to be done. That fight between Carl and Lindsay was crazy i mean the fact that Lindsay said i just wanted my boyfriend to say like you know you're a piece of shit blah blah i mean that is a little too much especially because carl made it clear that he didn't want to get involved to that level because he already was in a good place with danielle so the only thing that Lindsay needed to do was talk to danielle make it clear where you guys standing as friends and do I believe that they have a path to fix that friendship? I do believe so. You don't have a friendship for no, a very long time. And then you just let it go because you don't want to have a conversation. A simple conversation. I mentioned it in previous episodes of my podcast. They are both in the right and they are both on the wrong. They're right by their feeling, but they're wrong by the way they are doing this, the way that they are, you know, not putting their pride down for their for their friendship. You know. Another moment that I appreciated this on this episode is when Amanda, Sierra, and Paige opened the results of their um test to see if they have, you know healthy eggs and stuff like that. I mentioned before, I know I don't know how women parts work. I don't know how uh anything down there in the female anatomy works. I've been with a few ladies when I was uh younger before I realized that I was not doing it the right way because I was gay. Uh but the three ladies sat down and opened the email as they promised to each other. And that is a testament to a friendship, especially because it's something very delicate and life-changing like pregnancy and health 
uh, scares that might uh, completely change the course of your life. As we know, if you watch the episode page and Amanda got good results, but Sierra, on the other hand, found out that she doesn't have as many eggs as she is supposed to have at that age and menopause might hit earlier than the other ladies. So I think that the, the message of this moment is that even if you think you're healthy, even if you think that you have uh, no problems with your health, make sure that you always keep an eye on everything. I'm the kind of person, you guys, I have severe anxiety, especially health anxiety. Um, hypochondriac to the to that point where if anything hurts, I have to run to a doctor. Yes, it's not healthy mentally. It's not healthy, but at least it has kept me um, with the mindset that I'm always aware of when I have to take my medications, when I have to go to the doctor for a blood work, when I have to do my annual checkups. You know, the, the older you get, the more risks you have. I'm a healthy person. I work out every single day. I try to eat as balanced as possible. I don't have a perfect diet because I do not believe in diets, but I try my best to eat balanced. And still have, you know, tendency of high blood pressure. I need to make sure that I take care of that. I need to take medication for it sometimes um, or daily. I have to make sure that I take my blood pressure you know, often to make sure that what I'm doing is right. I work out, so that helps. So my message is, just like they did on the show, they did it because they wanted to support Amanda. But if Sierra didn't do that, she would have none. And she said it, like, I want to be a mom at one point in my life. I don't want to lose the opportunity because I don't want to miss the window of, you know, the, the whatever biological clock. And that's cool that they show this on the show because it's a very uh, important part of their friendship and how they are, you know, evolving. You know, it's not always about partying. Now they are in, in, in a phase of their lives where they are looking into having kids. You know, you know uh, Amanda and Kyle got married on the show. We are probably going to see... Carl and, and Lindsay's marriage, too. I mean, we're going to see them engaged. Uh, I mean, getting engaged uh, very soon. So they are, quote-unquote, adulting and focusing on what is next in their lives. You know, they are going from being early 20s to early 30s and Kyle in his 40s, you know? that 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 is how... You know, most people at that age start to worry for things that are coming. And it's not only about, you know, going to the hand to have a good time. But once again, that's what the show is all about. So I'm happy that on the last episode, we get them, you know, we, we see them having a great time. They were drinking, they were partying. I mean, Lindsay was drunk a lot of the time of the episode. Uh, like I said before, I think a lot of this stuff are happening because Corey is in the mix. 
I do believe the core should be uh, a more uh, present uh, character. He changed the tone of the house completely. Because if you watch the episodes before Corey, they didn't seem to be having a great time in this summer. As soon as Corey came in the picture, it was like a whole change. Was it because Corey was there? I don't know. But it happened while he's there. So maybe something in his uh, very outgoing personality that just makes everybody else have a good time. Uh, he had a confessional that I relate a lot to. I mean, imagine, I'm, I can't believe that I'm saying this, but yeah, I relate to what Corey said. He said like when he was younger, everybody was like, oh, you're the cute guy, cute. And he said, like, I don't want to be the cute guy. I want to be the hack guy. I want to, you know, and he started to like work out and stuff like that. That happened to me too when I was younger. I, I became obsessed with uh, working out and sports and such because I didn't want to be that little skinny, tiny Eddie. I wanted, you know, to develop muscles and, 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 and look in some kind of way. And that's exactly what he said. And include that he has an awesome personality. So I will say he, he should come back to the house more often. Hopefully for next season, they bring him to the house as a permanent, uh, you know, cast not just like a guest i'm hoping that sam and and Corey actually make it work because they uh, they're they're hot they to me that's like the hottest couple and yeah i i maybe you a lot of people are not gonna agree with me a lot of people are not gonna agree with me a lot of people are saying that uh they're probably gonna break up soon but who knows we don't know you know I, i'm here for it Talking about um, crazy, let's talk about New Jersey now, because God knows, God knows that the ladies are having a crazy time in Ireland. In the last episode, uh, we see a, a very intoxicated Melissa saying, that she was going to call her ex. I mean, she was that drunk. I mean, that's... It could be funny. It, it was a joke. And definitely, she probably didn't mean it that way. It's probably like, oh, I'm just saying this to be funny. But to me, the joke didn't land. To me, the joke was a little like... You don't say that, especially if you've been married for like, what, 20 years? Have kids? Have... And have a rumor going around that you were making out with somebody in the back of a limousine. I don't know if that was the smart joke to say. Especially if she knew already of the rumor. Oh, 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 God. Okay, that is, that is some tea. I just let it slip. Melissa. Melissa knows about the rumor. About the limousine rumor from way early because Teresa and and Louis actually Louis is the one who called um Joe Gorga to go to their house to tell him what 
Teresa and Jem know, which is that Melissa was making out with a guy in the limousine. The reason why they called him was to let him know that that was happening, that that was being talked about, and that he needed to talk to Melissa or something. But Melissa get mad because she said that it's them trying to be, you know, um, sneaky and destroy her family. And Louis tried to explain to Joe Gorga that it was not because of that reason. You will see that later on. I don't want to give it too much. I gave it way too much. That's part of the storyline that is coming towards the end of the season. Um, and that's the reason why, allegedly, you know, Joe Gorga and Melissa started to feel in some kind of way about Louis and Teresa going into this new season. So, yes. Melissa knew that Teresa and Jennifer were told about this rumor because Louis told Joe Gorga beforehand. So for her to say that joke, like, oh, um, yeah, I'm calling my ex. I, I don't know. It, it was it was it was very weird. I don't know what you guys think. I just want you to know what you guys think about this because would you say that if you've been in a happy marriage and you're out getting drunk, will you say that out loud? I'm going to call my ex. Let me know in the comments, you know, where to find me on Instagram and stuff. Just let me know because I really want to know. We also got to know Polly's mom. She went to the house, to the castle to visit uh, Dolores and we get to see her interacting with her. And to be honest, Polly's mom is a character. I want her more, more on the show. I want her to hold a meatball. She needs to be center meatball ne next season. She was funny. She was witty. The way that she was making fun of the guys in that calendar. She's like, they think they're hot because I don't think they're hot. <laughs> I mean, for her age, I think it's freaking hysterical. And the way that she was telling Dolores, like, um, you know, how, how she felt about her when she first met Dolores and how excited she is to, you know, welcoming her to their family. Uh, also, they had a great moment when after she said, you know, about the Polly situation and, you know, how she felt comparing Dolores to, to Polly's previous um, um, girlfriends and stuff. The ladies were having a good time because she was um, kind of lost in over Frank Sr. You know, she opened the, the calendar and she's like, oh, this is your ex. Uh, you know, Polly's mom asked Dolores, like, this is your ex? And she's like, yes. And she started laughing, kind of looking like, oh, like that picture of Frank as a bunny and as an Easter bunny. That is something that I will never forget. I need I need to print out that picture for next year Easter because it's the funniest thing. I'm going to put it in my tablescape as we're having Easter dinner. I'm going to put Frank Catania Sr. right there in the in, on the table wearing his uh, Easter costume as an Easter bunny. Freaking hysterical. I mean... He is so muscular. He's like the size of a freaking truck. And he seems to be very like um, solid. You know, like it's not like like jiggly 
muscles. He's like, you touch him, he's like touching like a freaking trunk, you know? Um, so seeing him with like the little bunny ears and the and the egg basket, it's just freaking hysterical. Talking about egg and egg basket and animal farms, farm animals. Jennifer planned a bachelorette for Teresa. Very different of what anyone would think a bachelorette should be. Um, they definitely went to see some cocks. They saw many cocks. But it's not the type of cocks that you see at a strip club. Uh, is the type of cocks that you see at a farm. <laughs> Everybody was a little disgusted with the idea of going to a farm. And even Jennifer said, hey, if I tell them where we're going, these princesses of New Jersey are not going to get dirty. So we need to have, we, I'm going to keep everything a secret. So we will find out what we're doing when we get to the place. Uh, they met with this guy uh, who introduced the farm and explained the games. The game was to chase the cocks and hold them and stroke the cocks. No, I'm not talking about anything sexual. This is literally the game that they were playing. It was called Catch the Cock. And I think this is the... I don't think I haven't said the word cock in my podcast so many times, but believe it or not, I'm still talking about a farm animal. I'm not talking about the actual cock. Um, Melissa and Teresa got to play together this uh, game and I always wonder I always wonder one thing if Melissa just put her pride aside and went to you know to Teresa's wedding without complaining would they be having this good time this whole entire season would they be closer Will they actually be? Will you be working towards actually bringing the family together? That's what I'm trying to say. Because they seem to, you know, have a good time together. When they are in quote unquote good terms or when they put aside these family issues, they are technically, you know, fun. They went to the mall. Like spa, you know, that thing, you just jump in the mud and it helps your skin and whatever. It's actually funny to see them holding hands and jumping into the mud together. And everybody's like, yeah, I mean, you guys are the same. You guys are two princesses. Just jump into the mud. Like, do it. I appreciated that. I'm not a fan of Melissa. And I'm going to tell you why. Especially this season. She is playing the victim card so hard, so hard. It's like, please, please, can somebody decline that victim card? Everybody is like, are you okay, Melissa? Every single time the Teresa says something or says something that doesn't include Melissa, Melissa makes this like huffing and puffing sound with the big sunglasses covering her face looking annoyed, looking upset. And Margaret's like, Melissa, are you okay? I'm like, no. Like, stop playing the victim. Because let's let's talk about facts. 
before we jump into the opinion part. Teresa invited Joe Gorga and Melissa and her kids to the wedding, to the wedding ceremony. Joe Gorga was invited to be a groomsman. He was part of the wedding party. Teresa asks them to allow little Joey to walk the aisle too and be part of the wedding party. So let's recap. Melissa is acting as she didn't get an invitation for the ceremony, which she did. Joe Gorga is sounding like he wasn't asked to be a groomsman, which, by the way, he was. And they are saying that her kids were not included when, in fact, they said no when Teresa asked. Then Joe Gorga decided not to be a groomsman because Melissa wasn't invited to be a bridesmaid. And Melissa and Joe are using Melissa's mom and siblings as an, as an issue for, not, for them not to be invited. So, when Teresa decided to invite Melissa to be a bridesmaid more than once, yes, it feels like an afterthought, but she's doing it because she wants her family there, she still decided not to be part of it. So in conclusion, the ones who decided to not participate in the wedding party were the Gorgas. But they still were invited to the ceremony. We need to make that clear because I'm not sure if people understand that. I'm not sure if they don't understand the concept of, of wedding party and the wedding ceremony. The wedding party, it's... The bridesmaids is the groomsmen, is the groom and the bride. That is the party of the wedding, right? And then the ceremony is everybody else. So when Melissa and Joe Gorga said that, oh, they are inviting the mailman. Who's next? They are asking Bill Aiden and Jennifer and Jennifer to be part of the wedding party. But guess what? They they're not inviting random people to be part of the wedding party. They inviting people to be in the ceremony just like they inviting them. Right? So I don't understand how that is so hard to comprehend from the you know the, the viewer side and from Gorga and Melissa's side. Also, they are playing this like they are playing the 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 you know the feelings and the emotions so people believe that they were an afterthought. When they have been part of this whole entire thing since the moment that Teresa got engaged. So, watching Joe Gorga getting upset about, you know, Louis asking Bill to be on the wedding party is stupid. Fucking stupid. Because he was already asked. He declined it. So he has no saying on that part at this point. Also, 
just because, just because Melissa is Joe Gorga's wife, it doesn't automatically make her an obligation for Teresa to make her part of her wedding party. People say that Melissa and Teresa were in a good place for the past you know, couple of years. Maybe one, two, who knows? Because we don't know. But they seem to be in a better place before they started filming the, the season, before the wedding situation. Watch how this wedding was meant to be televised tore them apart. So it seems to me like the conversation should be who's trying to make that day about themselves. Joe Gorga saying that Bill and and uh, Jennifer Aiden being, you know, Teresa's like lap dog and like, you know, puppy dog following him around. That's not true. Those are her friends. And because Melissa and Teresa have been okay for a year or two, that doesn't take away the fact that there are other people that have been in Teresa's life that she has never had an issue with. For example, we had Jennifer Aiden and Bill Aiden. Jennifer, since the moment she got on the show, she has been on Teresa's side. She has never been a bad friend. She has always been with Teresa. She has always had her back. She has always told her what she needs to hear. And also... She is being happy for Teresa this whole entire time. She planned this bachelorette party. She planned the um she also planned the um the baby sh the, the, the the shower, Teresa's shower. So she's taking her responsibility as a friend and as a bridesmaid really seriously. Also compare Dolores and compare Jennifer Aiden's attitude versus Melissa's. Melissa has complained pretty much on every single episode and every single event that is about Teresa's wedding. And you know why? Because it's not about Melissa. On the last episode, the one that I'm talking about right now, she was wearing sunglasses the whole entire time, huffing and puffing, right? And when anyone mentioned the wedding, she would make a face or anything like that. I don't want that energy at my wedding. I don't want it. You can keep it. You can, you can stay at home if you want to be here. Then, in the next episode at the shower, every single person is happy for Teresa. Every single one. When Teresa walks into that restaurant and see everybody there, the only person huffing and puffing was Melissa. And watch her attitude through the whole entire party. I'm not going to give anything away. I'm not going to do the same mistake that I did before, that I give you extra tea. 
that I should be that I shouldn't be talking about because I don't want to spoil the season for you guys. Because that's another thing. I I know people want to know what's gonna happen next, but I would rather you guys watch it and then we talk about it when it airs. So we have a fresh point of view when we both have the same point of view. If I tell you what happened, what is gonna happen in the next few episodes, then when you watch it's like, okay, I already know what's happening. You know, like we already talked about this. So let's say the juice for whenever it airs. But just watch Melissa's attitude. Watch her attitude. Because Teresa herself says it at one point. She says that she doesn't want people who don't want to be there at the wedding. And I think that was a little bit talking about Melissa because no matter what, She's right there next to Teresa, across from the table from Teresa, around Teresa, what they were trying to, you know, celebrate her. And her attitude was always shitty. It was stinky, stank, stanky, stanky, stanky attitude. You know, it's okay. You are, you are offended because you're not a bridesmaid. You are mad because you're not a bridesmaid. But you know what? then you should have accepted the invitation when she were asked three times before. Because if you didn't get asked, she would be complaining. If now that she was asked, she complains. She doesn't want to be an afterthought. She doesn't want to be a, uh, a, a, a prop. For, for that happy family image. But then she's talking about family and how Teresa's divine the family and all this stuff. At the reunion, 90% of the argument and the fights are Teresa and Melissa. They couldn't even talk about all this stuff because it will always go to what Melissa and Teresa have to say. And I'm hoping that at the end of this season, when we watch the reading all together, this book is closed because I don't want to deal with another season of this. I don't know if you guys want to, but I do not want to. To be honest, the only moment that I felt like there was going to be some kind of resolution was when they were painting, you know, Teresa's story. And how freaking crazy was that Teresa has to to remind them to please not to paint, you know, cells or, or, or bars or anything related, anything related to being in jail. Because she knows the one of those freaking crazy ones, in, I'm talking about especially March, who has it after her. I'm pretty sure if Teresa didn't say anything about it, one of them would have painted something about the, the jail time. One of them. And I put my money on Margaret. You know? It's so sad that Teresa has to tell them that so they don't do it. She doesn't feel safe in this group of people or at least not safe enough 
to walk away from this painting thing to be surprised because she didn't want to be surprised with somebody painting like an orange uh, jumpsuit. You know what I'm saying? At least in that moment, Melissa did something okay. She remind Teresa where you know the family comes from, the beginning of the family, and we see Teresa hugging Melissa and saying that I love you. But, but as soon as Teresa turned around, once again the huffing and puffing happened, the the sunglasses happened, and the conversation about you know, uh, her kids being part of the wedding, and when she was asked, Teresa said. I mean, that's not what I mean, you know? She said that she, you know, she wanted Gino and it was a problem. On the after show, on the after show, Melissa complained that it was not Antonia the one that was asked. Melissa said, oh, she wanted Gino, but not Antonia. First of all, the Gorgas has... They've been using this Antonia comment as if Teresa said that Antonia was doing something bad. No, it was not. She was just sharing how, uh, you know, Melania felt when Antonia didn't show up for her Sweet 16. That is valid. That is true. That is a fact. She was not saying, like Jackie said, If you guys don't remember, I'm going to remind you, Jackie said something about uh, Gia doing coke. Because she was so offended about the whole even rumor happening about the girl in the, at the gym. So she compared it as, as Gia doing coke in a bathroom or some shit like that. And then Jackie has the audacity to be mad and compare what... Uh, Teresa said about Antonia to what she said about uh, Gia. Crazy. But that's the double standard on, in this group. You know, when Teresa said, you know, I would like, you know, Gino to be in it, they should have been happy. That's, that's, that's an, an olive branch. Every single olive branch that Teresa tried to extend to Melissa, she breaks it right in front of her. When she asked, you know, Gino to be part of the wedding. When she asked her to be part of the wedding party because she was huffing and puffing the whole entire time. Like I said before, just because Melissa is married to Joe Gorga, that's not an automatic ticket for her to be a bridesmaid. What is so hard to comprehend? I'm going to share a personal story. When I got married, my sister, my own blood, The only sister that I have was not part of the wedding party. She was not a bridesmaid. My best friend was. Because even though my sister is my sister and I love her, I had bigger, more, um, you know, some memories with my best friend. He was there while I was, you know, dating my now husband. He was right there. Uh, when I was going through hard time, he was right there when, uh, you know, when I, you know, when I had to step away from my job because my panic attacks were really getting out of hand. So that person was a support in really difficult time. It doesn't mean that I love, you know, I don't love my sister, but my sister understood 
and she sat with everybody else at the wedding ceremony. She didn't have to be standing next to me for some kind of like uh, camera time. And that's what I feel like Melissa's upset about. She's upset that she's not getting the camera time that everybody else is getting because she's sitting with the rest. And the person who I feel instigated the issue was Joe Gorga because Joe Gorga was part of the wedding party. So if they truly wanted to um, to move forward, and I believe that all that everything would have been better if they were just there for Teresa and be happy for her. And then when they're done, they're done. You know, they can talk about it. They can mention it all and say, oh, Teresa didn't invite Melissa. And we will be like, okay, and what's the problem? That's her wedding. And we will have moved on from this. But when your life is so boring that you have no storyline on your own, you have to create one on the back of somebody else. This season was supposed to be the season of Teresa's wedding, of Teresa being happy. And they couldn't do that for her. This season should have been focused on Teresa getting ready for the wedding and everybody else being happy about it. And yeah, the fight, we need fights. Yeah, but we have Margaret with Jennifer. We have Rachel with Danielle. We have... um. You know, we will always have a little of like a shade between Teresa and Melissa. But because Melissa wasn't the focus of Teresa's wedding, she made it her own storyline. Like I mentioned before, they have been invited to this wedding since the moment Teresa got engaged. So acting like victims, acting like Teresa, uh, inviting us an afterthought is insanity. And the fact that there are people out there not getting that part, to me, doesn't make any sense. And, it's, and this is not like a, I'm trying to defend every action that Teresa does because, you know, she's a human, she's going to make a mistake. But when it comes to planning your own party, planning your own wedding party, that's your own business. That's, that's I mean, you do that on your own and you put in the party whoever you want to put. If, if Teresa wanted to put... Um, Andy Cohen in the wedding party. That was her business. If she wanted to put the guy who who do the uh, the the gardening and 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 all the stuff in her house, that's her business. If she wanted to put uh, Dina in the wedding, that's her. And, and that's what I'm trying to explain here. You put in your wedding party people who are close to you, people who you have always had a good time, people who you share memories that are important. And if I'm not wrong, or maybe I'm just watching a whole different show, but for the past 10 years that Melissa has been on the show, 80% of the time has been them arguing. So why would I want that energy around me when I'm saying I do to the person that I'm supposed to be with forever? I'm just saying that. That's just my opinion, you know? My opinion. I want to show this because this is a good question for, for Sugar Eason. 
why didn't the interviewer for the after show ask about Melissa's drunk texting her ex? Good question. Good question. Good question. I don't know. That's my answer. They, they, I'm surprised that they even showed that on the show. I'm surprised that the producers went ahead and put that on the show because, I mean, not for nothing, but I do have a feeling that some of the people involved in production have a soft spot for the Gorgas. That's, that's just from me watching the show and for me, you know, following these people on Instagram and see the interaction with production because you can see that. I mean, it's not like a secret. It's not like, like you have to be a stalker to see this stuff. They post this stuff on their Instagram all the time. They post when they were having the, the you know, the New Jersey party for the premiere, the Melissa... Um, Jack, uh, Jackie, uh, Rachel, and Margaret were attending, and some of the production people were there, like executive producers were there, chitty chatting and hanging out with them. So, honestly, if they had such a closeness between these people, some bias are going to happen on the editing. So, I'm surprised that they even showed that on the show. So, I'm not surprised that they didn't bring that up on the after show, which, by the way, they should have, because to me, it feels like they are just brushing it under the rug and moving to something else. You know, the same way that they asked Teresa and and um, and Dolores about the Antonia comment. Yeah, it might be, you know, orange to apples. But both were common said on the show that came from very questionable places that us as viewers wanted to know their perspective or why they said it. They asked Teresa about the Antonia comment and she answered it. So why Melissa couldn't sit down and get the same heat? You know, I'm sure that this is going to be brought up at the reunion. It has to. I mean... Teresa's not going to hold this back. That I'm 100% sure. Like I said it before, during the during the uh, the reunion, um, the conversation is pretty much between Teresa and, and, and Melissa. I want to share with you guys something that I don't know if it has been shared so far, but I just want to read it. I want to I I share with you guys the reunion dress code. I have it. I mean, you guys probably know the rest of the tea, but I'm not sure if people have shared that part. So I want to just share with you guys. Um, the reunion has a uh, Irish castle set. And the color for the ladies is royal colors, right? So Jennifer, Melissa, and Margaret are wearing blue, like royal blue or shades of blue. Uh, Melissa uh, has like a little hood, like a little short sleeve dress with a little hood. I want to see that. 
Uh, Teresa and Rachel are wearing yellow. Dolores and Danielle are wearing kind of like a purple shade, kind of like a, like a maroon shade, kind of like that kind of color. I think that's... I'm, I'm excited to see the, 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 the actual photos of the dresses. Um, I'm excited to see Jennifer. I'm excited to see Teresa. Uh, the ladies of All About the Truth, they said that they saw the photos and uh, Teresa has... Uh, has a um, kind of like a bob cut, cut, like a shortcut, and we had never seen Teresa with something like that. I'm excited to see it. Um, Jennifer, we saw the makeup and the hair because she posted something after the reunion at the at her favorite pizza place, and it's a high ponytail with a very nice uh, makeup. Uh, I do know that her dress is blue, like I mentioned, and Melissa's is blue, and Margaret is blue too. Um, I'm just, I'm just wondering how this color, this multicolor scheme, is gonna look on the set because I like when, when the cast has just like one f color in different shades or like textures. Like, I love the jersey uh, white, the white dress code for that reunion. I think that's like one of the best, 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 best uh, reunion from jersey, like, looks, you know? Um, but uh, some more tea that we got, I think we already know by now is that, you know, Frank Catania went off on Louis. Um, I believe that is because he wanted a moment. Uh, Frank Catania wanted, uh, knows that his time on the show is almost over. Now the Dolores has a new man. What What is Frank Catania doing? He's not even a husband at this point. So I know that Joe Gorg is trying to pitch a, a, a show with him. Would you watch it? Let me know. I want to know that. Who will watch Frank Catania and Joe Gorga's show? Yeah. Crickets. That's what I thought. Uh, John Fuda come to the to the um, to the conversation with some tea in an envelope that he never opens. So he brings an envelope of tea that he never opens. Who does that in the first place? If I'm bringing tea and receipts to a place, you best believe that I'm opening it and just toss it on the floor and be like, this is what it is. Or tossing people's faces or showing it like, here, here, I have, I have the receipts. Show me the receipts. I got the receipts. And he didn't do that. He just, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there was absolutely nothing in that envelope and he just wanted to have a moment. It reminded me of the Aspen uh, receipt envelope that Lisa Rena had for the Beverly Hills that we didn't see anything from it. Nothing. Nothing came out of that thing. Um, what else? What else can I say? Well, I mean, every, everything else, I think we already know. Uh, we know that um, that they were trying to have a conversation about other topics in that reunion and somehow it will make his way back to Teresa and Melissa. There was a lot of yelling. 
there was a lot of fighting. There's a lot of name calling. Uh, we all uh, we know now that Teresa walked off the stage and she yelled at Joe Gorga in Italian. Um, we also know that Danielle and Rachel Fuda kind of have a moment and they fix their issues. Um, you know, Jen and Marge seem to have come to a place like. <laughs> I don't know. And we will see definitely a different outcome, this reunion from previous ones, because usually when the reunion is, is, is done, you feel like, okay, they can move forward or, or this chapter is over. I mean, this one is like, holy shit, where do we go from here? That's how the reunion feels like at the end. Um, I'm excited. I'm going to share this question here because you got, uh, this is a good question. What about the Gia situation? Do you think that that was related to her walking off? I don't know if it's directly related to the Gia situation, but Andy Cohen calls Gia while, you know, filming the reunion because Joe Gorga said that Gia wanted him to leave Melissa. And Gia says no, that she did not say anything like that. And she swore on uh, her grandparents, you know, life, you know, whatever. I just feel like it's so hypocritical from Joe Gorga to accuse Teresa of using her daughter or accusing Teresa of raising her daughters with hate in, her, in their hearts. I think it's rich because we, we heard that we all listened to that clip from Melissa podcast. And I'm saying clip because I don't listen to her podcast. I have my life is too busy to be paying attention to people that I don't care about enough to listen to their podcast. Um, but I definitely listened to the clip that it was uh, running around on the internet. And we know how they talked about, you know, Teresa's daughters. Now we also know that um, Joe Gorga lied about Gia. He also lied about uh, Frankie junior because allegedly that's some kind of issue and uh frankie jr himself said that that was not true that he has no issue with louis that everything was fine he just found another job and he moved on the jersey streets are saying that that was what Frank Tanya was trying to imply during the reunion that that was why that's why he was so angry at Louis. And Dolores herself was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I just want to say hello to my friend Mocha. Hello, Miss Mocha. How are you? I'm so happy for you to be here. We're just talking about uh, the reunion a little bit and. 
remember, the reunion start airing on May 30th. There is, uh, let me count because I want to know. There's one, two, three, four episodes left, which means there is three episodes of the season in one episode for two reasons what is special. So we have three episodes left of the season, plus one from Teresa's wedding. And then on May 30th is the first episode of the reunion. So we should be getting, we should be getting the, the looks pretty soon. Uh, we also should be getting um, more tea. I mean, at this point, a lot of the stuff that I mentioned before was definitely um, was definitely leaked already. So it's not like I'm giving an exclusive. I'm not acting as I give an exclusive. I did say something that it was different, though. I gave you the dress codes, the colors, the color scheme of the dresses. I know people have mentioned it, but I don't think they have, give you, they have given you the whole entire set. So, yeah, exclusive or whatever. <laughs> um. Before I finish, I do want to make a comment about the show. Because um, one thing that I hate is when people judge other people, you know, hobbies or how they want to, you know, you know, relax at home. Um I can believe that Margaret Joseph called not only once but twice called Jennifer Aiden a drug addict because Jennifer has been very open about how she likes to relax at home when the day is over, when she's going to sleep, when her kids are asleep. You know, she is very 420 friendly. She likes to smoke, and she's been very clear, open, and honest about it. And Miss Margaret decided to judge that, and she literally called her a drug addict. But on the latest episodes, the husbands have a wee testing, a wee testing at her house. And Joe Benigno looked very comfortable, like, very experienced with the grass. He was making even shapes with the smoke. Like, he was an expert with the whole thing. And on top of that, Margaret sent a whole food truck for them to eat when they got the munchies. I have a big problem with this whole thing because how in the hell you can judge somebody else's usage when you are dealing with it in your own household? How dare you to always trying to make it an issue for a woman to do that? Because I read that on one of my comments, somebody said, oh, you can't compare uh, Jennifer Aiden, who's a mom, to John Benigno that is, 
you know, a guy and he's just hanging out with his, with his friends. I'm like, let me explain you why. Because Jennifer can do whatever the hell she wants with her life. And she's if she is not, um, if she is not hurting anyone, and if she's doing it when her mom duties are done, she's free to do so. So Margaret judging that and having that event at her house. That explains why she was apologizing because she knew that she was going to look like a fucking fool for opening her mouth and doing what she did. I think it just, it just, it blows my mind how the level of double standard and hypocrisy this person has. And that's my take on that scene. I didn't want to leave without uh, talking about it because it it is quite it, it is upsetting. It's I was watching and I was like, this is really cool. Like the guys are hanging out, having you know a little blunt rotation happening. I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm I think it's really really awesome. But we cannot forget that the person who judged Jennifer for doing the same is the person pretty much hosting the event. Technically, she did. I mean, she she wasn't there for the whole smoke sesh, but she was sending food and she was happy that the guys were hanging out her house knowingly what they were doing. So, yeah, that is uh, a clown show. That is a freaking clown show. And the biggest clown is freaking Margaret, period, dot com. Um... Mocha, let me uh, answer that real quick. Uh, Miss Mocha is asking, what is the color theme? The color theme seems like it's royal colors. And I mentioned before, Jennifer, Aiden, Melissa, and Margaret are wearing royal blue or shades of blue. uh, Hold on. Yes, Melissa has a little hood in in her outfit. Also, uh, Teresa and Rachel are wearing yellow. Teresa has that, you know, shortcut. There was already spoken in a different podcast. Uh, Dolores and Danielle have purple shades. I want to see how that looks on the on the couch. All these colors. <laughs> um, but I'm excited. I'm excited because. Um, I know it's a crazy reunion and at least the fashion always, you know, always keeps us excited. You know, we're looking forward to those looks so we can judge them. Like we were some kind of fashion police. Like if we were, um, um, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Oh my gosh. Anyways. Uh, sugar isn't, you're right. Uh, Sugar, you just said that's considered slanderous what Margaret said. She talked about Jennifer, but she spits out venom, vile lies. Jen talks facts, and I think Margaret is a witch. <laughs> she was putting a curse on Danielle. <laughs> I love it. Um, Yeah, I agree 100%. I'm just uh, surprised that Jennifer didn't sue her for being a slanderous, you know, person. And it's not the first time. I mean, she always do this. Like she called, she called, um, 
she called Jennifer a, a concubine before. <laughs> She's like, what the hell? Do you even know what concubine means? Mary Webster, where you are? We will never forget that. She called Jennifer a concubine. She called Jennifer a drug addict. Both are false because a concubine is the mistress and a drug addict is somebody who has a addiction to a drug and that's not none of her business. I don't know. That just, to me, just crazy how people just say words just for the, for like a shock factor, you know? And those are heavy accusations. Somebody, somebody commented on my Twitter account saying that that comment about not being a concubine, not being a mistress, aged badly because Bill Aiden later on, you know, we found out that he, he cheated on Jennifer, you know, many years ago, like 10 years ago, whatever. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, do you even own a dictionary? Like, concubine is the mistress. Jennifer Aiden will always be the wife. So, what? You know, uh, yeah, Sugar, you're right. That's another, another thing that she said. Margaret said that Jennifer was a paid-for order bride. I'm telling you, and that's why she was called a booger wolf. She is a booger wolf, an ugly, nasty person. People say that I always talk about Margaret really badly, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's really, it's really awful to see how somebody can go behind people's back to collect information. She goes around grabbing dust just to save it in a little pocket, to use it whenever she had the chance. And that's why Danielle was right to call it out. Even though, even though Margaret went in a nasty attack, Danielle was right. She was like, the only reason why I believe that you have dirt on people and really nasty dirt is because you were the one who brought up Jennifer and Bill's issue, they affected her family after Margaret said it. So if that's not a booger wolf, I don't know what that is. And with that said, you guys, thank you so much for uh, listening. Like I said before, tomorrow we will be talking about the... And Uh, all the news from the Orange County ladies. We will be analyzing the uh, the trailer, the cast photos, and the bios that were released. I promise you guys we'll be uh, honest. I'm not that impressed. So I'm going to tell you why I was not that impressed with OC, but I will tell you that tomorrow. Uh, if you are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe, uh, follow, and like, and rate. You can... Follow me on pretty much every single platform. Instagram and Twitter are my favorites. That's where you find the extra T as Martini with Eddie. You can also find me uh, on my own website, martiniwitheddy.com. My podcast is, you can find it on every single podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio. I'm there. 
please, 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 all I ask is to please follow, subscribe to it, and give me a rate. Because our podcast, we as content creators, the way that we survive is with your love and support, you guys. So please, if you have the time to just give me a rate, a subscribe. Also, my YouTube channel, Martini with Eddie, where you can join me and also send your messages like all my friends here, like Suga and Miss Mocha, have been here with me this whole entire time. I really appreciate you guys so much. I will see you guys tomorrow. And like I always say, every time that this show ends, bye, besties.